Hi, I'm Monica, aka Miniature Mouse. I love boys, but I don't have one. And in fact, I've never had one. I could probably count on two hands how many dates I've been on in my entire life, and I decided it's time to change that. Hi, I'm Jess, and I love boys too. And in the opposite way of Monica, I can't count on all the hands in America how many people I've had sex with. And yet, I still don't have a boyfriend. And I want one. And I'm Dax, and I love Monica and Jess in so many ways. They don't have partners, and that is a huge mystery to me because they're both incredibly attractive, so fun, so smart, and have so much to offer. So what we decided to do is examine these unhealthy patterns and bring in experts and outsiders to help critique us, advise us, guide us, pretty much call bullshit on us so that we can find the romantic companion that we're looking for. We started this thinking it was going to be just cute little dating challenges that we would go on and talk about and laugh about. Turns out it is very hard to be vulnerable in real time in public. Yes! I'm so excited! You're so lying. (laughs) We romanticize pathological love. One to ten. How much do you want love? Go. You can't even get the sentence out. I would just eat around it. It's a little selfish. Why do I want something? And then why have I designed a defense? We must put the chum in the water for the sharks to come, buddy. Monica's like, so apparently I have to join Raya this week. He likes fucking. You don't even have a kiss, a handheld, anything. Your frontal lobe is just in the way. Push-up bra, low-cut top. That's what you should be doing. masturbate every night. Rob's too uncomfortable for this. And please enjoy part two, Monica and Jess love boys who like Christmas. Monica don't like, Monica don't like boys, Monica loves boys, Jess don't like. Welcome to second installment of Monica and Jess Love Boys. It's been seven, nine days. Has it been nine? And this is the first time I haven't seen you in maybe nine days. I think I saw you once, which is very weird. Yeah, we checked in a little bit. And then you were like, don't talk about it. Yeah, because we had to wait. Yes. So let's remind everybody of our challenges. So what was your challenge given to you by Mr. Dak Shepard? My dad gave me a challenge to write down 10 traits in a future partner that has nothing to do with looks or sex. Right. And then I was only allowed to go on one date and not have sex for seven days. Yes. And it's also been nine days, just to let you know. And you did ah, it. I have a lot. I want you to start. Oh, I have boy. A lot. <laughs> Jess, I did. I did. I did. You did it. I, I did an amazing job. Yes. Did you do it? The exact thing? Yes. No. Okay. As soon as I left this thing, all this anxiety came up. Like, I'm chatting with nine guys. I'm seeing three guys. Text started coming in. It was just very eye-opening how much time and effort I'm spending on these apps and how much I am, you know, talking to different people in the claws or in the realm or what is in the thing of finding love, but it was very... Pursuit. Pursuit in finding love. And I started thwarting. I started saying no, and I read my 10 traits, which are quick-witted, flirty, spontaneous, present, healthy, curious, kind, optimistic, secure, and charming. 
And the third guy that I had been on a date with already uh-huh. was 40 and he works nine to five and he doesn't drink a lot. Uh-huh. And he is uh, smart and very opposite of me. He's very type A. He's very organized. And I go, OK, he wanted to have a sexual encounter with me. And I said, no, let's go to sushi. Uh-huh. And we did. I went to sushi and it was really nice and I learned about his job. It was nice and it was an interesting date, but I had already had sex with him. So it was mm-hmm. very, it was, I felt comfortable and it, it felt nice. And then we had sex after. And then you had sex after. Yes. Okay. I actually don't think in the challenge you were forbidden to have sex with the one date person. Oh, okay. Really? I think. Yes! I'm so excited. Okay. I, was, I had so much anxiety, Monica. I was telling my trainer, I go, she might cancel this. <laughs> I go, you know, and it was it was so hard You're for me. You're very scared of me. I'm not I've never been scared of you until Ooh, I like it. <laughs> until now, because this was like exciting for me. Like I work 18 hours a week. This was something I was looking forward to. And then when it was so difficult, I was really really bringing me back to when I was 30, when I lost my virginity, I'm like, oh my God, I have no balance in my life. When I'm rolling over and checking these apps in the middle of, you know, in the middle of the night or that I'm on them so much, you know, that app that shows you how much you're on something. I need that because this challenge was the underbelly of it was very triggering for me as far as um, my my balance and time. And it was really, really, really interesting. And I didn't feel good a lot of the time either. Yeah. I didn't feel good wow. lying to these people. And I didn't feel good about how much attention I've been putting into these Wow. Things. Okay. I have so many thoughts already. Okay. First of all, good job. Proud of you. Thank you. Secondly, you should be scared of me. <laughs> and third... No one said you had to lie to anybody. In fact, I think you should never have lied to anybody. I think when people are texting you, you can say, I'm taking a little break. Right, but that's lying because I wanted to have sex with them. But that's not lying. Yeah, that's yeah, you've yeah, committed yeah. to something Correct, yeah. and, and you're just doing that, Got you it. know. But lying would be like, I can't, I have other plans, which is probably what you said. Is that what you said? <laughs> I, I said everything from the gambit. I think I had plans to like um, work or yeah. family. I mean, all these things are true. Kind of. Not really. You were just making excuses. But my point is you don't need to make excuses because what you're doing, you're just trying to make healthier choices and you don't need to make an excuse for that. Right. Well, the two other guys, I actually had been. I'd gone on dates with them. They it was they were sexual dates. They were like, go get a drink or two, and then we go have sex, which is super fun. But that yeah. wasn't that's something I do all the time. Exactly. So this challenge made me do something that I don't do all the time, exactly. which is date within my age range. This yeah. guy is forty and and nice and different. And granted, I don't feel a lot of butterflies yet. I really, really like what you said about the challenge was one thing, but you ended up learning something completely different about the way you spend time in your life. Yes. Yeah. When I have an improv class or when I have to write my best man speech or when I have to, you know, do something that is creative outside, I do not spend that much time on these things. It's Idle, what is there's a saying? Idle minds? Idle hands, idle Idle minds. Idle minds. Idle penises. Well, I have a lot of free time and I get mischievous. Well, and it seems like perhaps it's becoming a little apparent that these people are band-aids 
for other things or they're replacements for other things that you feel like maybe are missing. Yes. And it's like, okay, I don't have this, but I can have this right now. I found a guy on Tinder and he had a lot of these traits I wrote down. (gasps) Okay. And we were chatting and it was really cool and he was good looking and he was age appropriate. And he goes, give me your Instagram. Uh-huh. And I normally don't like to do that because I feel like it speeds everything up. But I go in lieu of this challenge. I'm like, let's do something I normally don't do. And I go, OK. And I gave him my Instagram and he blocked me immediately. He did. And it really bothered Stung. me. Yeah, of course. And it brought up a lot of things in the gay community that I think, which is masculine and feminine. And in my Instagram, do I too feminine or do I, I too masculine? Mm. The first, the, the latest post I put up is me lip syncing to part of this world by Jesse J, which is, it's, if you know me, yes. it is just a version of myself, which I love. And I think it's a killer it's lip sync. It's a wonderful version of yourself. But when you haven't met someone yet and you go through their whole Instagram, it's like an audition. You're looking to see why Ugh. they're not going to make it. And it's mm. very awful. And it triggered me even more because I've done that. Of course. I've seen that. I've gone through people's Instagrams and their stories. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. And so when he did it, I smiled. I go, been there. But it's it, it still stung. Yeah, of course. A lot. Well, so no more Instagram. <laughs> no, 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 no. And let me tell you why this is extra upsetting. Because, yes, it feels scary. It feels like you're putting so much out early if you're giving someone your instagram it's like this is my whole life well and also like don't get me started on what that means that's your curated life right but But they don't even like that (laughs) 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 but i wish we had tequila (laughs) well we have a lot more episodes i know we might need to do one (laughs) loose anyway but he's going to learn those things about you anyway And so, like, hiding those parts just means you're not being fully honest. And that's something we're going to talk about. I don't agree with that. Why? Because I think you should get to know someone at a pace that is healthy and not a sped up insulin needle of heroin of Jess or whoever. Like, you get to know someone and then you're on the third day and, like, oh my God, he does this weird, quirky thing, which I really like and it's endearing. Going through someone's Instagram and finding every single thing that they've done and their stand-up jokes and their bits from movies. It's just like, it's overwhelming when you don't have the other part to balance it, which is how I'm in a room, how I'm in mm-hmm. engaging in with person. you when we're, when we're talking yeah. and I have eye contact, like those things, I am a hundred percent myself on these dates. Like I am just a hundred percent, but I'm still in the moment. I'm like, this guy's a lot, but he's also a human and he's kind of, you know, it's, it, it right. works more on paper. When you're sitting in your living yeah. room and looking at someone's Instagram, I'm just, I just don't agree really. Well, that's true. It's easy to make a mass judgment based on these while images. you're driving in traffic, right? Like they're not, they don't, they're not they're, connecting correct. or anything. Yes, that's true. That's true. But if he doesn't like your lip sync, the truth <laughs> is he's not going to like you. His name was. No, I don't even remember. <laughs> and that's okay. That Maybe that's not for him. But y- that is you. I'm so glad you posted that because it's I so still you. am I'm triggered by that post. And the reason I'm leaving it up is because it bothers me still. Yeah. I want to leave it up till it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because I have fallen into that masculine feminine he's too gay this is two guys too queeny yeah. he's too femme i'm i'm coming across fe- it's so it's so institutionalized in the gay community and it's not 
good, especially at my age. I should be way more evolved than that. But why do you think that is these sort of deep root? I mean, I guess it's it's just misogyny yep. at the end of the day. Uh-huh. And it's also we are triggered by things we see in uh, ourselves. So if we see someone act too gay, instantly I go, when was the last time I was too gay? I know, but even the term too gay. I'm, I know, I'm just telling you, yeah. it's super, it is. But it's like so self-loathing. I know, and that's our community, and that's why yeah. there's, you know, my friend just went to an AA meeting. He said there was nine gay guys to one straight guy in these I'm AA sure. meetings. Yeah. It's like, it is rampant how much self-loathing and shame there's in the gay community. Mm. So what was the most fun, th- was there anything fun that happened on the date? Um, on your sushi day or like I I just or- liked listen he has a lot of rules which I just don't, well I don't eat crispy rice and he looked I'm like oh okay why he's like I mean it, he stuttered and he's just very particular yeah. about things which makes me laugh and I'm usually drawn to those kind of people uh-huh. because I'm not um and th- and then one time I don't even think I said anything funny and he Burst out laughing like oh so wow! I was like, oh, it's kind of a loose yeah. cannon. <laughs> Burst out laughing, unpredictable. And he was. It was. It was a pleasant date, and it felt very nice and healthy. Did you feel good after, or no? Well, then you had sex, and then you felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Didn't feel bad instantly. The next day is when I'm like, did I break this challenge? Am right. I going to get in trouble? Like, do, do I have a problem? Can I not right. say no? Which that would be. The most scary thing is that this is deep-rooted in a form of indulgence and addiction, which I don't want to really... Find out. Find out or deal with, really, but yeah. I will have to. Yeah. You know? and, and after a couple of days, I did start feeling better and like, this is life. And I even contemplated, like, not lying to you, but like, just kind of... I was nervous, but it was... I ultimately, at the end of the seven days, I was proud of myself. Even though I did think I'd messed up a bit. Right, right. Okay, so mine. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited. So mine was to go on two dates. Now, for most people hearing this, well, first of all, I've I've told a few people about this. And I was like, Jess's challenge was this and mine was this. And most people are like, both of those sound so easy. Right. You know, like to, to most people, these are just easy, normal, everyday things to do. And it is interesting because every time I would hear that reaction, I feel defensive. Right. You know, like. Oh, very. Right? Like, I haven't done things right or I'm not like other people, which just cycles mm-hmm. everything back to what I already believed about myself in, in the first place, which just stopped me from doing all these things. Right. So it's just so interesting. But mine was to go on two dates in one week, which felt impossible, but I did it. So, okay. I need to preface. Well, we should both preface yeah. this entire podcast with I'm nervous that some of this is going to come off like we're really taking advantage of people and that we are, you know, it's like kind of like how to lose a guy in 10 days dilemma. Really? I mean, a little bit like I'm about to be talking about these two humans that I met Got it. and I don't want it to seem like I'm exploiting them or I'm using them for this challenge. I'm not like we are here to better ourselves. Right. We're here to grow. And these are things we want to be doing anyway. We just need the push. You know, it's not like I I guess I'll use this person for my own gain. I mean, I am I am saying I'll use this person for my own gain, but that's in a positive way, I think, than the negative way it could right. come off. 
It's tricky. It's tricky. I mean, I'm going to use pseudonyms. 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 <laughs> with that said, the first date was with this guy who I actually had gone out with the week before. It was set up, a couple that I used to know well and now has moved away. I saw them again at a wedding recently, and we were talking about relationships and going through the, all the patterns that are true and not true. Like, I'm so busy. I don't have time. And, you know, all the things that, again, are true, but they're not so true that it should be stopping me from exploring this stuff. It's just a defense mechanism, really. But so anyway, I was talking about dating and lack of sort of, and then cut to two weeks later, the woman in the couple texted me. (laughs) (laughs) She texted me about something else. And then I read it. I responded. Then she texted back. Okay. So this may sound a little weird, but there's this guy. And then I stopped reading because I was in, I was in the middle. We were recording and I was like, oh, I'll look at that later. But to be honest, my first thought was the rest of that sentence is, and you should have him on your podcast. Got it. Like, I'm sort of trained now to like get those texts and get that those emails. So I was like expecting it to be that. And then she texted a few days later and was like, so I've been thinking and I, I feel bad. I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position. I was like, what is she talking about? I had forgot to respond to her. So then I looked and she was saying that she knew a guy out here and do you want me to give him your phone number? And so I was like, oh no, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Yes, please do. Please give him my phone number. So we had a first date and it was fun. We were there for three hours and that feels like a good thing. Yeah. And I didn't feel sparky. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, eh, okay, I'm not really feeling much here, but he's very interesting and I enjoy talking to him and the end. Okay. And then we have this challenge arise and I was like, you know, I should go out with him again because I should push myself. I would not have most likely because I kind of felt like, well, I did it. I went on the date right? and I checked that off the list and that's done and I did it and yay, I'm better now. But that's not really doing anything. That's not really pushing myself at all. So I went on this second date with him and he, again, he's super, he's so nice and interesting and like, it wasn't like we didn't have anything to talk about. We did, but I definitely left and felt like, I just don't think this person is for me. And then I feel very guilty. I don't know. I understand why you feel guilty. But in your defense, you feel guilty because you've done this three times. When you've done it. When, done one, three times. Well, I'm, I'm saying like if you've done this a lot and, you know, you heard my story last week where we just literally say this isn't a match while we're naked. Right. And then they're like, cool, got it. And they put their clothes on and leave. Like, yeah. if you do it as many times, I'm not saying ever get to my. <laughs> that's my, the other end of the other spectrum. spectrum. But it is this isn't a match. And you know what? That's OK. Yeah. And that's going to take a little bit of time for you to get to that place. Yeah. I, but I also think you feeling sad or guilty is a great human quality. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's true. And if I'm just being honest, it's like I feel guilty towards him. But I also feel like, am I doing it right? Like, am I really here to actually give this person a chance or not? And I think I am. I don't know. 
we are supported by OkCupid. We love OkCupid. They have changed the dating game because you know why? They actually match you with people you're compatible with. They like take the time to get down and dirty with you. Figure out your deets. They ask you questions like, do you try to limit your screen time? Do you? Um, I need to. Yeah, you do. Are you a morning person? I am. You are. What's a bigger turn on, intelligence or looks? Oh, this is a tricky <laughs> one. Also, here are some tips the dating experts at OkCupid gave us, which we need, okay? Number one, know what's important to you. So that's good. You have to know yourself. I like that. Number two, proofread everything. Good tip. Typos are a deal breaker. Yeah. 75% of people say they're less likely to respond to someone with a spelling mistake in their profile. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, three, send a meaningful first message. Find something that you find interesting in their profile, like a place they visited on vacation recently or a band they like. And, you know, just saying hey over and over again is not going to cut it. And the reason we need to take these tips seriously is because OkCupid works. They are the number one dating app mentioned in the New York Times wedding section. So stop the mindless time on other apps and go to the app where you choose what matters. OkCupid is free. So I don't even have to give you one of those super long URLs with a code. Download OkCupid today and go on a great date this week. And then tell us about that great person you met. And we just might come to that wedding. We are supported by Tushy. Tushy is an amazing, unconventional gift for anyone in your life because everyone has an ass, okay? And everyone (laughs) deserves the gift of Tushy. And you know what? I had a Tushy before we did this podcast. Really? Yes, I bought one because I was like, you know what? I got to focus on that ass. I got to get it as clean as possible. I can't believe I haven't had a Tushy all these years. Yeah, because your ass is important to your dating life. Very. And to be honest, pooping has changed since I got a tushy. You feel so much better about yourself. Your self-esteem is higher when your ass is cleaner. I think that's really the truth. Bidets are really common in the rest of the world. The U.S. has not super embraced them yet, but they should. It saves you money on toilet paper. It won't clog your toilets. And it sprays you with fresh water. It's not toilet water, which I think some people are a little nervous about. No, it's fresh water. It connects to your water supply behind your toilet. It's better for the environment. It's better for your booty. It's only $79.00. And you can go to hellotushy.com slash Monica, get 10% off your order. Oh, 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 oh. One thing that was interesting is he didn't like Christmas or Halloween. And I, and I look, and he does not need to like those things. That's fine. Except I can't be with someone (laughs) who doesn't like Christmas. Well, really what it is, is like, I need someone engaged in life in the world and like, like things that are happening and not self-identify as somebody who doesn't like things. That's true. That was a good lesson for me. I thought you were saying, he doesn't like Kristen and Dex. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oh. You were going to say that. (laughs) I was like, what? That was a three-hour day, too, though, if I could coach you on that. That was a th- Well, don't coach me. I didn't want that to be a three-hour oh, okay. date. It was, three, it was another three-hour date. Right. I think these are a little long for, for early days. I do, too, unless it happens, but— 
unless you leave. Yeah. I remember my first date with Greg, the one that that one we talked about. I think it was 40 minutes. Right. It was at a really quick. I had to go to Blank, Blank's house for dinner. He had to do this. Uh -huh. It was 40 minutes. And it wasn't any sparks at all, but uh, it was definitely, okay, I don't know. That was a little leave him wanting more. I hope I left him wanting more, and I'm sure he thought the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. There's no right or wrong. Really. There, yeah. I mean, it's funny because so the second date I went on. Okay, let's get to that. Was last night, mm -hmm. and that one got set up in a weird way. So I, um, years ago, met him very, very briefly through friends at like a brunch barely talking, but met him. And then recently that couple got married. And so at the wedding, um, he was there and I felt like he was kind of looking at me, but then I was like, no, he's not. I'm totally in my head about that. And that's not real. And that's fine. And he's very cute. I and saw a picture. And you agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I, at the end of the night, was saying bye to the bride. And she was like, did the person who wanted to talk to you talk to you? And I was like, oh, who? And then she said, let's call him Chris. Yeah. So, and I said, oh, no, uh, we didn't talk. And then, so there was an after party at this hey, wedding. Hey. <laughs> and I was, was like. That a, was that at a club? I don't know. It was at a bar. It was at a bar. But I wasn't going to go because I was leaving very early to go back to a friend's vacation that you uh, were on. Mm -hmm. I left that vacation to go to the wedding and I was going back to the vacation the next day. And so I, I was like, I'm not going to go to this after party. But then when she said, did the person I want to talk to you talk to you? I was like, oh. No, I should go to this after party and I should talk to him. And it was such a struggle because I was like, huh, I could do that. I could go out on a limb and I could go to this after party and I could talk to this person or I could go home and I could wake up early and I could go back to my friends, my plan, my safe plan. And I was really going back and forth and I went home. Oh, no, you did? Yeah, I went home. Oh, I didn't know this part of the story. <laughs> I did. This is a lot about that thing, which is your safe, amazing friends that you love I so know. much. My life is so full and good. Yes. I mean, it's it's so full and good until it's not. Right. Similar to addiction, the way Dax talks about drinking. Like, it only works until it stops working. When you start, when you hit the roadblock, that's like, okay, I have all these things. My life's great. I have all these things, but I don't have one thing. And mm -hmm. that one thing feels like a really important thing that's missing. Yes. You know, companionship in that way, mm -hmm. you know? So anyway, I went home, I picked my normal route as I always do the safe way to my friends. And I felt really regretful mm -hmm. about that. For a long time. I also thought he didn't live here. That was a big component. I thought he lived somewhere else. So I kind of was like, well, you did it again. So then I was talking to my other friend and I was telling her the story and she was like, no, 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 he lives here. And that just opened up the whole thing again where I was like, okay, so here's another opportunity. Right. Should I take it? But it felt too scary. It just really felt too scary. 
and I guess I I don't even really know of what like that he wouldn't like me I guess I mean I do have all these issues that have have gotten a lot better but come to surface in sometimes these types of conversations where I'm uncomfortable Mm -hmm. where like I kind of have this complex where I want to be everybody's number one Mm -hmm. and even in cases where it's like I shouldn't be their number one like I really want that (laughs) you know like it's almost more fun when it's someone who I can't you know hard to have hard to get all these things I just unattainable yes yeah, I ch- I'm always chasing unattainable. That's why I made these books of celebrity crushes because it was like, I can't really have that. Right. But it's a safe version of what everyone else is doing, you know? At, and then the challenge. this challenge. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This is it. This, so then I did reach out to my friend. I got his phone number. I texted him. Um and I texted him along the lines of, I thought you, I, you know, I didn't think you lived here, but now I hear you moved here. Would you ever want to get a drink? And then. How long did it take him to respond? Okay. So then <laughs> I, I sent that at 10 a.m. 10.04. I sent it at 10.04 a.m. Did I really send it? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I sent it at 10.06 a.m. And then he did not respond all day. And then I started to panic but also, <laughs> you liked it. I really liked it. Ugh. Ugh, I know. I know. Whatever it takes, though. Let's get you to like something. Let's get those motors running. And Whatever I, it is, if, if it's a wacky communicator, <laughs> he, he was labeled a wacky communicator. If he's a wacky communicator, and that gets you going. That's whatever to get this the motor running. I know, but it's no. It's not just whatever gets the motor running. It's, it's why. Why do I like yes. that he was not responsive? I liked again this this unattainability. It's like, oh wait, he's not that interested in me obviously because he's not responding immediately so that's interesting he doesn't like me that much oh okay i kind of what time's our date (laughs) (laughs) yes and it was so it was interesting because that day overlapped with the other date Mm -hmm. so i was getting a lot of response from the first guy and in juxtaposition to this lack of response, I was like, oh, this person needs too much. Oh, God. I know. I know. I know. And it's not fair and it's not true. But it's my own issue that, like, if someone is showing me that they like me, it's like it's unattractive. Right. How am I, I got to get this. This is the root of This is why we need everything. a psychologist I know. Here. We're going to, by the way, yeah. we're going to. We're going to have... And we're also going to have our mother on yeah. to give a mom's perspective um, at some point soon. But uh, I need to get to the I, what happened. Okay, so we had some text banter, and it was good. And then we kind of like it turned into me giving him hints of where the date's going to be via emoji only, which was fun. Cute. It was cute. It was fun. Um, and then I did tell him via emoji that it was going to be happy hour, but I don't know that he understood my clue. Okay. I would have. <laughs> you you, you would have been dying to get that emoji. So then the morning of, I was like blank at five o'clock. And then he wasn't responding again. Oh my God. Which I love. Is there an emoji for that? <laughs> And then 
he responded and was like, can we do like 530-ish? Because I'm going to have to dip out of work. So I was like, sure. And then we get, I get there and I had to leave at 7. So this is sort of similar to your Greg date. It was like, it had to be short. Right. And then he called me. He called me on the phone, which was felt new and felt yeah. so 2002, which I liked. Yeah. Favorite year. So he called and was like, I'm running late. I'm running like 25 minutes late. Oh, shit. Because of traffic. And then he made a joke about having a real job or he had to leave work. Was and it I, a dig on you? A little. And, I, and at first I was like, uh-uh. Like, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> mainly because I think I felt defensive. I was like, oh, I have a real job. You I sure work did. all the fucking time. But then because he, he goes, he said it and he kind of mumbled. And I go, what? And he goes, just kid, Never mind. But then I like could hear it back, you know, and I was like, OK, so he's a little resentful that he had to leave work. And then and I was like, well, or jealous. I- Resentful is the one way to look at it that's or true. jealous that you could get there at five. Well, that's true. Maybe yeah. all of it. Yeah. I don't know. And then I said, well, to be fair, I told you via emoji that it was going to be happy hour. And, and he was like, that's true. That's true. It's my fault. So anyway, he got there. So it was a short date. It was good. He is intriguing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask him if he liked Christmas and Halloween? <laughs> I didn't, but that should be my new <laughs> bar. That's the first thing I asked. In a text. <laughs> we we send dick pics and we <laughs> and size and girth and vids. Uh, vids. But you guys, that's your go-to. Christmas question yeah. mark? No, but what was interesting, he had an Indian girlfriend before. Okay. And he told me about that. And I, you know. Oh, man, that sounds... Tell me. I just that made me feel weird because I don't know if I if I would tell anyone that my my ethnicity of my girlfriend. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. But then I have my you know if it comes up, Greg was half Cuban, half you know white, and then uh, you know Tim (laughs) was Israeli and Jewish, and that came up a lot, like that he was Israeli. Like, but but you weren't like I I've I've dated dated someone like you. That's kind of what he's saying in a way. Oh, I need to check the tapes on that. I can see how you heard that, Uh, but I would really have to check the tapes on that. So maybe I was hearing things that that weren't really there. Got it. But this date was really interesting for me because we also talked about our dating history. Uh Uh-huh. And- That's common. I know that's like so normal, but for some reason on my first date, we didn't talk about that. Right. So this date- I prefer talking about it. Look, I I think it's probably good to talk about these histories, but I don't like to. It's very uncomfortable for me because I don't really know what to say. It makes me feel very vulnerable to be like- I don't have a history to present to you. Got it. It's scary. So it was much easier on the, with this other guy because we didn't talk about it. And I felt very confident there. Okay. And in this one, when once we're start, starting to talk about histories, I feel much less confident. I feel mm-hmm. like, oh boy, I'm a weirdo. Like I'm yeah. a weirdo. I have sort of nothing to say. And I had to say, I had to say like, I don't do this very often. And I'm, you know, and he's like, so how long is your longest boyfriend? And oh, it's like, no. Ah! oh no, that is the common question. And it now is. I'm jumping into your body, our next challenge. Yeah. And that's 
would terrify me. Yeah, and I have to kind of say like, never. Like I don't have, I've never had yeah. a real boyfriend. When they say to me, what's your real age? <laughs> this is, exactly, exactly. Uh. And so I, you know, told him and I, and, he, and there was a reaction. Really? It wasn't like he's like, okay, cool, yeah. yeah. He's like, really? Like right. he's surprised and in my, my fear-based brain is like, He's repulsed no. by that. But or surprised? At least, we all are surprised. Or at least, but he's probably like, what is wrong with her? So then I feel like- Or diamond in the rough. <laughs> <laughs> Your vagina's a diamond in the that's rough. That's right. It, it is. It sure is. It's not even the rough. It's, <laughs> it's just a diamond down there. But yeah, so- How flirty was it? <sighs> I always ask this. Yeah, you do. Because I tend to flirt too much because I like- it to be in the moment. Uh-huh. I like to have dates where we're not really giving our resumes, but we're in the moment about, uh, or I just say, your eyebrows are amazing. Just like whatever, right. if they are, like I want to be in the moment on this date and giving compliments or seeing someone or grabbing their leg or whatever mm-hmm. is very, I'm very tactile like that. Right. So was there any of that? A little, not a lot. More than the f- date number one. Got it. But not a lot. And yeah, so I felt like I had to like defend myself a lot during the, this date because I kind of had to defend my history. Like, oh, this is, well, I grew up in Georgia and there was this, this, then this. And oh, and then the Indian girlfriend conversation came up. And then I felt like I was in high school. Oh, I no. really felt like I was in high school again. And I didn't want to be Indian. And I wished he didn't see that. And, you know, and he was asking about like, Diwali and I was like I never grew up doing that stuff and I'm just kind of like I still like distant and also that's true correct everything I'm telling him is true but the, the emotions are very just taking me back to when I felt so less than mm-hmm. which is so interesting because I haven't felt like that in so long well you haven't let yourself I haven't put myself in a situation right. to so that was do you think that this is the second time now and I don't know about a lot of straight dates, to be honest. Do you think maybe you can't say this probably, but because you're hot and really smart and successful, that there's less flirting? Like I'm just mm. thinking, like if well, they thank you. I'm saying like they're more intimidated, or this this girl has more uh, stature, and I have to be on my p's and q's. And then if they went out with a 27 year old waitress you know, that, you know, cocktails on the weekends, they feel like they can be more flirty and, and touchy maybe. Maybe. I mean, we've only had two dates to decide, but this is now the second time where they're very on their best behavior, which is admirable. And it's also 2019. So I think that this, the climate of all these guys might be a little bit more reserved than, you know, I only, I don't know really, but I I'm, I'm picturing that rather than he doesn't, think you're hot, you know, which I'm not saying you don't think that, but right. it, that, it was just a, a thought that came up when two guys now are being more reserved. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think. And I don't know if you would like it if they were super. Flirty. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. Oh, we don't. We gotta, I want to find well, you a gigolo though. Like I just <laughs> slutty guy. Like, I mean, here's the thing that I know I would like about it. Confidence. That they feel confident enough to do it. Yes. Yes. That's yes. true. And then we're getting into a slippery slope with like I guess me too like I mean I guess like you know 
I feel weird saying like, yeah, I want someone confident enough to sort of like touch me. Like that sounds bad. It, as long as I'm giving them the signal that I want that or look, this is where this all gets. I know. This conversation, this world is so muddy and we are at a time where we're making everything so black and white. And it's like, don't kiss her unless she wants to be kissed. And it's like, but then you leave and you go, he didn't kiss me. I, I know. mean, like we're all fucked. It's, it gets very like tornado-y in the way we're processing all this stuff because yeah, like I don't want to have to tell him like, hey, you can touch me. No, God damn. Ew, right? Like I don't want to do that. And yet. You don't want to sit on the same side of the booth either. Well, I don't want to sit on the same <laughs> side of the booth. No. And I think you don't want that because you want them to want to on mm-hmm. their own. And it feels like if you're telling, it feels like you're kind of telling them to, to if you're giving permission. I mean, I guess you just, in a perfect world, you'd want everyone to be able to read everyone's signals. But that's also not reality and people misread all the time and so you do have to be kind of clear but also how do you like leave room for fun and like romance and flirtation we're kind of asking people to like remove flirtation and you know what that's why we have sex before the date (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of i'm serious we're so relaxed we just had sex now we walk down to the get something to eat we have a drink we're talking there's no airs you've already been inside me like this is now but now i do want to know where you grew up now i do want i'm not saying the way i'm doing it is right no i know i'm definitely not by any means because it could just lead to that one date and a lot of times it does but then those questions that i'm asking about where you went to college i'm really wanting to know because i I'm already gotten laid. It's not about this ulterior motive right. of what I'm trying to get out of you. Yeah. So it's an interesting thought. Straight people. <laughs> <laughs> Monica and Jess Love Boys is supported by BetterHelp Online Counseling. Sometimes life is stressful and hard for everybody. We know this. We could all use help when we're feeling down but may not really know where to ask for it. BetterHelp is available for you. BetterHelp offers licensed counselors who specialize in issues including depression and anxiety. Now, we talk about mental health on this show, on Armchair Expert show all the time because it's easy to neglect. It's easy to just consider your physical body as the thing that you need to be tuning up, but mental health is everything. I see a therapist regularly and my life has changed so much since I've done that. There's just something really beneficial about talking to a third party about your problems. You can connect privately with a counselor through text, chat, phone, and video calls and get help on your own time at your own pace and at an affordable rate. Monica and Jess Love Boys listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Monica with discount code Monica. That's betterhelp.com slash Monica. Why not get help? Betterhelp.com slash Monica. We are supported by Article. With endless to-do lists, making memories with loved ones, and setting goals for the future, Article is here to help you make this season stress-free and beautiful. With stackable extra seating, sofa beds, extendable tables, and multi-purpose poofs, Article's selection of stylish furniture makes it easy to find just what you're looking for. 
So I just bought a house and so did Wobby Wob. And so we are so excited to fill the house with Article furniture. Article has modern aesthetic of mid-century, Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian designs. Very and they're, beautiful. They're all gorgeous. Beautifully crafted, quality materials, durable construction. They're awesome. Also have fast, affordable, flat rate shipping available across the United States and Canada, free on orders over $999. Plus additional options for in-room delivery and assembly assistance, which I need because I don't like building furniture by myself. All in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. Amazing prices save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Article keeps their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. That is what we like. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash Monica and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Monica to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. This is what I am curious about with you guys just having so much sex. First of all, Dax has been very, very open about he thought I am the way that everyone is in the gay community, and I'm not. Thousands and millions of gay guys are on these apps, trust right. me. So it is prevalent. But I'm also on the sexual side of sure. this spectrum. Sure. Yes. It's not like we're saying all gay people no. just fuck all day. No. Yes. But we're talking about your specific yes, issues. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It is true that Gay men, mm -hmm. not probably, they have more sex. That's what Dan Savage was saying. Girls would do that, too, if they felt safe. Correct. How do you not get emotionally, like, how, um, you have no emotional attachment once you've had sex? And no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about, like, a deep emotional connection, but just, like, chemically, something oh. does happen in your body where there's an emotional connection now to this physical act. Oh, and you don't feel uh, that? No, I think that's, but that might be the rule of 5,000 times I've right. had sex. I'm joking, America. <laughs> but I do think it's a sport for a lot of us. It's yeah. transactional. But as far as oxycodone, uh -huh. oxycodone, no, <laughs> no, like as far Oxytocin. as this, yeah, but girls where you have sex with someone and then you feel linked with them. I don't mm. have that. Right. Have you ever? Well, yes, because- with Greg, it was both and it right. was amazing. And it was the highest I've ever been in my life for that year and a half because we could have, if he could have said, let's go to Jiffy Loop," and I would have just been like, sure. Like I just yeah. loved being around him and not even not sex. Granted, we had sex five, five times a week. It was yeah. a lot, but it was just like the holding hands would get me like him just reaching over. We were at the gym and him just reaching over and grabbing my hair. I would just like melt. Yeah. And that was a year and a half in like, so the fact that I loved him and I had this sexual attraction him and I looked I liked all of his personality traits was like you know um the matrix yeah we basically we were each other's first loves yeah you know we held hands in public which I've never done we I kissed him in a straight bar which I've never done we'd wrote letters to each other I felt like what people do in their first love in college did you feel like you were you I felt like I was a very much me. It was a long time. A year and a half is still yeah. a long time. Yeah, I was a, definitely myself, but I still wanted him, his approval. Yeah. So, and do you think you changed elements? By the way, I don't think this is 
this is so universal, I think. We all, in any kind of relationship, like, I think show certain parts of our personality, mute other parts of our personality when we're trying to impress a person. I'm, But yeah, I was vegan for nine months. Right. I became what he, I mean, there's a joke in my stand-up, like, if I date a vegan, I'll eat quinoa. And if I date an outdoorsy guy, I camp. And if I date a black guy, I get pulled over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's too true. I am whatever they want me to be. And, like, I still am, like, they're like, what do you want to eat? I'm like, what do you want me to want to eat? Like, <laughs> Okay, yes, yeah. that's what I'm But it's asking. a joke. It's a I'm, joke based but in reality. But a, that is very common in all Everyone. women and men, and they lose themselves, and exactly. they are whoever. I mean, there's movies about it. What is, like, how do you like your eggs? They asked Julie Roberts, and she liked her eggs however Runaway she, Bride. Runaway Bride. I love that movie. Yeah. So... I fell into that and I actually loved that I fell into that because I'm like, I'm just like America. Like for once, I'm doing what these girls were doing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm doing the same exact thing. Like I'm, I'm turning, I'm I'm normal. I'm turning into my boyfriend. Like, oh wow. That's deep. And that breakup was needed too. That was awful. Yeah. Awful. And that made me feel normal. Me crying over a breakup. And lip syncing to Sia while I'm driving and bawling my eyes out and then looking in a mirror and be like, I'm like, I'm alive. Like, yeah. I felt like I, I'm yeah, just like you these feel girls. like, oh, this is what everyone's yes. been talking about. Yes. And now I have yes. it. I'm in the club. I'm in the that breakup club where I want to write a song. And I did. I wrote a, a 10 minute stand up set. <gasps> oh, I thought you were going to say a song and I was going to make oh. you sing it. <laughs> yeah, that's deep. That like, because you always felt on the outside yep. that even these heartbreaks were, yeah. were almost a victory. Songs were, <gasps> these songs, yeah. these stand-up sets are about, like I was in the club. You're yeah. exactly right. I felt part of the American experience. Oh, which just goes to show how outside yep. we make yep. gay relationships. And I feel that too. Yeah. Like I, I feel like, yeah, I'm not in the club. Yeah. Yes. And it's a not a fun feeling. No, and it, and it's like a crazy thing to want to be a part of the heartbreak club. But no, it's but also you, life. You don't want to be the one that hasn't done that. All right. Deep. 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 What this do you is great. Okay, so I brought some I yeah. brought some props today. <laughs> she has a whole um bag Big full bag. of Monica Loves Boys and paper cutouts of Matt Damon and Bon Jovi and she has a syllabus of her firefighter teacher that oh, you love. I should tell everybody that. I just remembered that Covey, my professor who I loved in college, he um was a firefighter before he was a professor. I forgot about that part and I think now everyone knows exactly why I was in love with him. Yeah. And I remember he would tell us, he told us once about the smell of flesh oh. and how <laughs> and I was like, ooh, hot. And it literally how, but I kept his syllabus. Like if I'm really looking at it through clear eyes, keeping all this stuff, like all I have just fucking so much shit in this bag that's Posters that were on my wall and tiny, anytime I would buy all the magazines and just cut out all the pictures of the hot guys that I loved. And I think it was like a way for me to have something tangible, like something that I could touch and feel yeah. to connect to this feeling that wasn't really all that real, you know? Wait, but look at my- Oh my God. So there's, I, I'll post some of these pictures. Yes. 
there's this calendar that Callie made me. The the February, of course, February Valentine's Day. So who's on there? Has Ben and Matt, mm-hmm. Ashton, mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul Walker. Oh, rest yeah. in peace, Paul Walker. R.I.P. Heath Ledger, rest in peace. <gasps> Half of them are dead. So, and then a person that's just hot that is it? Oh, it, I thought that was Ian Summerholder. Is it? it Maybe it is. From the Vampire Diaries. But, it could be. I have no idea who it is. It's just a hot actor. Uh-huh. And that was enough. That's all I needed. A hot actor on here. Yeah, it's, it's not him. It's. It's not Ian. I, it must I, be a um, I know musician. Ian. Yeah. I think it's a musician of some sort, but. Oh, that's the All American Rejects guy. Oh, All American Rejects guy. Uh, that makes sense because Callie and I liked All American Rejects. <laughs> Obviously, not enough for me to remember who any right. one is. What year is this? This was 2005. Got it. What if I pulled out all my used condoms from <laughs> from 2005? <laughs> oh, oh this God. was from Mark. He was so romantic. Look at this. So Callie made me the sign. So Callie would make me signs and pictures and obviously she made me that calendar and it's a picture of Ben and Matt. Oh my gosh. She does thought bubbles for them. One of them for Ben says, oh my gosh, it's Monica. And then Matt says, I wonder if I can get her number or maybe take her to the prom. <sighs> this is what we did all day. Like fantasized all day. Day. Wow. What would you do if you were in the attic with Dax and one of these guys that you have scrapbooks about? How much would you tell them? I, I don't know. I have thought about he it. Would, he would do it. He, he would. would make me so embarrassed. Yes. I know. Because I wouldn't want to. But I'd want to be cool. you anymore. I know. I know. So it is actually kind of fond memories of... When I was in show choir or when I, I'm, I'm not in show choir anymore. I love those memories. So this is exciting. This is great and super creepy. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy. Oh, and look at this. Then I have this big Leonardo. I had a little bit of a Leonardo DiCaprio face. Oh, you did? Just you? Yeah, just me. <laughs> I was unique in that way. I found I found the thing about him. Yeah, you the know? one thing. Most people don't see it, no. but he's a real. He's like niche. He's like small. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's indie. But like how many hours? Look at this. No, look, look. Oh, this has a lift. This has a lift um lift leo gets super surprise because there's oh. more leo <laughs> under there oh my god and then i actually think i drew something that faded but anyway so i just spent so much time right. building a world in which i had what everybody else had write this down this is we're asking whoever the psychologist or therapist is that we have on because i need to know what that says about you yeah it doesn't say anything good i don't think did you hold on to, did you try to make tangibles out of things you didn't feel like you were getting like it's not just solution oriented is really no i didn't i didn't my 18 to 25 was all groundlings what about even younger like this i was high school i was like 10 when i made that scrapbook i had good handwriting for 10 years i was pretty all high school was pretty seven in the morning to six at night it was ap classes show choir and then after basketball practice and then vocal ensemble. And then every I know, day. but weren't you like, were you, were you flirting at that no, time? No, no. I was uh, asexual, didn't know I right, was gay, kind right. of 
kid that was knew that there was something different about me, but would not let anyone see it because yeah. I was so such an overachiever. And you weren't trying to pretend like you were, though. You weren't no. like, oh, Jenny Miller. Oh, I started to my junior year. I wore glasses that didn't have prescription. Like I, because <laughs> I powdered my lips a lot. Like I thought I was kind of hot my junior year because I had a girlfriend. Did you have sex with your girlfriend? No, I wouldn't eat her out either. I would just eat around it. <laughs> What? <laughs> you mean like like her stomach? No, like yeah, kind of or pubes or around <laughs> it. <laughs> oh no, is that bad? You I were didn't know. Eating her pubes. I was just kiss, kissing her pubes and stuff, and then fingering. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I've never had sex with a girl. God, you've never had sex no, with a girl. Never. I brought a Viagra on a cruise once and I'm like this is the time to do it and we found one girl who was really into me and she had fake tits and fake hair blonde pretty and she was ready and it was it almost happened and then I just bailed I was like no I can't why did you want to do that just for because, like the yeah, sake of having yeah, sex with like the girl. I, I think I want to be a part of this yeah, thing that but it everyone... wasn't because you were like I'm attracted no to no, no, yeah. no 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 yeah. and that's what kicked in and that I'm not this isn't me yeah <laughs> Oh, man. And was she like, your girlfriend, was she like, hey, Jess, like, let's like do it. We were both more. our first relationship. I right. don't think we, like, looking back, we joke about it. Her name's Angel. I love her. She was just thousands of letters. Oh. You know? So, so like, gay. This, <laughs> <laughs> like, just letters. And we were, and like, loved each other, but ultimately uh -oh. as friends. But, we, yeah, we did sexual stuff. But I definitely was not my favorite part of the relationship. Sure. You know? But getting a letter given to me after every period and having a whole thing and I have to answer someone them. who's giving you so much attention of course oh, you love yeah, it yeah. yeah okay so when when you have this girlfriend and you're kind of like i love her like in your head you think mm -hmm. that obviously then when people would call me faggot it would be a really weird juxtaposition i didn't get it like i didn't understand i have a girlfriend right but i'm I doing all the things they, uh -huh, but i secretly knew they were right and i like liked some of the guys on my basketball team from afar it was just a really weird time. I remember being a senior and a, uh, there was a freshman guy in, um, and we were driving on the bus to a show choir competition and I rested my hand on his. Pee. Uh, and it got really hard and I just <gasps> left it on there for the whole trip and kind of pushed down a little bit. And it was like so titillating. We didn't talk about it. Uh -huh. And then we started having phone sex. Oh, you did? Yes. Because I went away to UC San Diego and then we'd have phone sex. And then when I'd go back up to Burbank, we'd mess around. Never sex or anything, but that was the first thing. Oh, that was the really yeah. the first dabbling. Yeah. Did your hand accidentally land there or you put it there because you knew I knew he was gay? I knew. Yeah. Wow. And he had girlfriends too. He was like a jock, sock, jock soccer player in the show choir too. Yeah. That's uh, so interesting. Is he married now to a girl? No, he's gay. Oh, he's gay. And he he's lives out. in Australia. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a good ending yeah. to that. Yeah. Wow. Then, yeah. Then leaving and going to college was very, very difficult because I was the star in high school. Yeah. And then going and having no friends. I gained 30 pounds, way more zits around the mouth <laughs> and yellow teeth. And Your just main quality. And I was by myself at UC San Diego playing intramural basketball and being in the gospel choir and coming back and eating two foot longs, two oh, nut rages, and two pints of milk watching Friends in 1994. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah so when you talk about friends, it reminds me of getting fat. <laughs> oh, no, you get triggered every time. <laughs> yeah. It must trigger you all the time. Well, it was 1994. I was remember it very, very well. That's that, when it that premiered. That was a year of, of friends and me being alone. Oh, <gasps> friends and not friends. Right. No <laughs> friends. So that was one year at UC San Diego that I could not do that. And then I went up to L.A. and I started the Groundlings and that was my college. Did you feel like maybe when when you were at college and you were alone, were you confronting your sexuality? Yeah, because you had to. Yes, it was very, very difficult. I would call phone sex lines. And when did Madonna's Truth or Dare come out? Fact check that because okay. of that, when, the, when I saw that movie, I saw her dancers kissing and, you know, being very open. out and open. And it was like that movie changed my life a mm. bit. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to be different. Yeah, but you know, but we all feel different in right. some way. Mm-hmm. And for us, we feel terminally unique in, in that. Right. And I don't think we are. But yeah, I feel like college was interesting beca- for me too, because I felt like, okay, so nothing really happened in high school. That's okay. Like I had other friends in similar situations. Mm-hmm. But then once we all went to college, I knew I have to start just kissing and having sex. And oh, wow. I have to do all this stuff. Like, that's what people I gotta do. <laughs> I got to kiss everybody. And I got to, I got to, right. I got to <laughs> eat around when I can. <laughs> no, but I, I felt yeah. like pressure. I, I felt a lot of pressure also because the people that I felt like were sort of on my level leaving high school, they were all getting boyfriends and they were in college like, College was the time to be like free and do whatever. And I couldn't do it, even though I wanted to. And I would always like, you know, look around in the classrooms and think like, who? And, you know, then I landed on my teacher. Right. Who was just the one that I couldn't have at all. I picked him for a reason. I know. Since you didn't have that and doing that, did you act out in any other way or did you just get better at being a rad friend. I got so good at being a friend. Right. I mean, I learned that skill in high school and middle school because I felt like nobody liked me and I had some confirmation mm-hmm. that, that was true that I got so good at being the middleman, the best friend, the person hooking people up. I have these uh, A messages that I I printed. Oh my god. That I was looking when I was home last, I, which was a year ago, I was looking at these things in my memory box and there were these AIM messages that I printed and I was expecting them to be me flirting with someone or something. And they're not. They're all me talking to a guy about another girl. Oh, my God. Like Cyrano? I don't know Cyrano. Cyrano de Bergerac? What does he do? Cerno de Bergerac has a big nose and he's in the... I do have a big nose. And he's in the bushes telling the other guy what to say to the girl. Yes, I'm Cerno de Bergerac. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Yes. And I felt, I think I felt like connected, helpful. I just needed them to like me in some way. And if they weren't going to like me in that way, they were going to like me in this way. I mean, it's so pathetic, but... it's. It's sad. No, it's not. It's healthier to, to act out and be a good friend and be a nice person and that you people want to be around. It's just like dripping in everyone like me and I'm going to be a part of everyone's lives always. I'm going to be in the middle so you can't remove me. Right. I'm going to be integral to this. Yeah. I'm going to find my way 
to being a part of it, even though I'm not a part of it. I'm not a part of that relationship, but I felt like I was because I was inserting myself in that way. But yeah, so then when I went to college, I remember freshman year, I had this beautiful group of friends that we all went to high school together and then we all went to college together. They're still just closest friends of mine. And it was a group and they were all in relationships with each other. Oh, (laughs) like, you know, like my friend Christina was with her boyfriend, Matt, and Kirsten was with her boyfriend, Zach, and Gina was with her boyfriend, Robbie. And then it was me and Callie. That was the group. Our freshman year, Matt kissed me at a bar on purpose. Like everyone knew that was going to happen. And I started crying so hard immediately after he kissed me. Wait, because it was planned like we need to do her a favor. So it was. And then right after he kissed you, he told you we were all in on this. Well, no, he didn't say we were all in on it. It was just everyone's there. So clearly everyone's in on it. And it's not he was doing it. Maliciously. Not maliciously, the, totally the opposite of maliciously. He's like, but still and we were, we were really close. We, me and him were really, really close. And I think he was like, yeah, I want to, I, I want to be her first, even though I kind of had kissed someone already, but barely. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, yeah, like I want her to have this, Oof. I think. But st- and I want her, I want to be her first. And it's like nice, but it made me feel so small and I started crying so hard and I couldn't stop crying. We were in this bar. Also, we were like drinking. And so I think everyone kind of blamed the drinking for the reaction, but the reaction is because it did, it felt like I needed to be pitied Mm -hmm. and I, I couldn't get anyone else to kiss me. So my friend with his, a girlfriend had to kiss me. Like it was not great <laughs> no that does not sound great and i think i would have cried too he also kind of robbed you of your semi first kissed 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 <laughs> he's not like dax addict um no i no he didn't he didn't because i love him and he's yeah. very special to me and i i, I i'm happy to have, he's also hot mm-hmm. and I would love to have him be my first kiss but not in a contrived way right right and He'll definitely hear this and I don't want him because he's a, a beautiful friend and will listen to right. all of these. But I don't want him to think that he made I you ha- who you are. <laughs> <laughs> that I have any issue with it. But it's just part of the whole story. And it's it's my fault. Like I, I, I have found a way to keep putting myself in these situations. That's the point of this podcast yeah. for both of us. We keep subconsciously putting ourselves in these situations that are confirming all the negative thoughts. Right. And I think we all do this. I think everyone does this. So hopefully that's why this is relatable. I, I definitely acted out because I wasn't ready to deal with any of that. And I definitely drank and did drugs. Yeah. You know, when I was 25 ish yeah. to 30 ish, you know, Dax was involved with that a lot at the groundlings, but I did not want to handle the dating and the sex and the date and the, the gay thing. Yeah. So I definitely was the fun hang. Yeah, and it was just definitely like, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm definitely going to get a little blackout a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So we delved in a little we deeper. Did. We did. And we're going to give each other other challenges. All right. Right now. And then next week we'll bring somebody else in as a third opinion mm-hmm. on 
our stuff. Okay, so what's what is my challenge for the week? I want to do two, but I uh, I guess okay, this one's going to be interesting with your Instagram. I think that there's probably dozens and dozens and dozens of direct messages oh, that you have boy. received that you don't know about. Okay. And that you would maybe go through these and see if there's any guys that are legitimately in this straight world. We are maybe or gay world, whatever. The DM thing is a thing. I see people that mm. date people off their sliding into their DMs. And what if out of your 200,000 mm-hmm. followers, there's someone that has reached out that's a cool, normal guy? And so, so go through, go through all of your DMs oh my and see if anyone is hitting on you that is valid. And I'll help you if you want. I think that the challenge needs to be something I have to do. I mean, I could right. go through my DMs, but I could just say I went through my DMs and there was Got nobody. It. So maybe. Okay, then I mean, what you have to do is download either Tinder or Raya and put up a full on profile and have it running in one week Ugh. and start using it. Can I combo that Raya and the DMs? Because it's not forcing you to go on a date, but that is two very action-based things. Uh, The apps, I mean, I'll do it. I'll do it. But I just hate those apps. But it's not fair that I hate them. Right. Like, I I hate them Well, I hate them, too, right now. I hate them because they're running my life, and you hate them because they're, they're super uncomfortable. I wish we both found a healthy medium and a healthy balance between what we're doing never on it and on it too much so here's your challenge then it's in direct relation to mine you don't have to do it for the full seven days but for five days i want you to not be on the apps were you not on the apps last week or you were you were scrolling definitely sure. scrolling yes yeah. i want you to five out of the seven days delete the apps. delete them so it is not a part of your day and you have to find other ways to do to do your day. I thought it was going to like put your real age. I was ready for that one. This is way It was going to it was going to be that. The real age to be honest is I don't have my age on there so I'm not lying. Except for Tinder because when I try to change my age on Facebook it says blocked me and said you've changed your age too many times. Oh my <laughs> I swear to God, God I'm, permanent, yes. I'm, I'm permanently this, that age on oh. Tinder and Facebook because it's connected. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm sweating so much because I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> For five out of seven days, today is, um, today, is Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. I have to delete the apps. Yeah. And then your day will open up. You'll figure out how to yeah. do those days without that I Band-Aid. Know. All right. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I'll see you you. next week. (laughs) Good luck. I might be dead. (laughs) 